Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. LFC Day Trippers. Brought to you by bookmakers.com. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 on the LFC Day Trippers. want to apologise for the slight delay there. I was there waiting on Gav to come on saying, where's that fucker tonight? And then remember <laughs> that he's having a night off. So, uh, yeah, my bad, a little bit late. Uh, yeah, only three of us tonight. I'm hosting Keith and we have Emma and Shawnee with us. And we're going to just look ahead to the game tomorrow night against uh, Leicester and what sort of happened over the weekend in the Premier League. So, lads, how are you? Emma, how's things? Good, yeah. I'm looking a little bit red. I was up the north yesterday and forgot to bring sun cream and got absolutely scorched. My arms look like those pink and white squidgy sweets, you know them? Yeah. Half white and half pink, yeah. So, uh, no, it was brilliant. Uh, I have to say, the Northwest 200 mountain bike racing, it's, you don't appreciate how, you can watch as many videos as you want, but you don't appreciate how crazy and how fast they're actually going until you're actually standing there beside the road. It's, it's unbelievable. It's an experience. Good stuff, very enjoyable. Uh, Shawnee, what about you? What you was high octane as Emmett this weekend? Or <laughs> no, I was chilled out. Just watched that Lewis Capaldi documentary, there is fairly good, but a bit somber. But yeah, chilled out for me this weekend. Watched, watched a bit of football, watched Barca winning the league there. So, um, yeah, not not bleeding. Lunatics down 200 miles an hour down country roads on motorbikes. Uh, oh, I, I, they fucking. Balls like Bengal Tigers, then boys. It's not for me, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mad old scene, a mad old scene. But look, each of their own, they are a bit mad. Is this the one where someone dies every time? And it's just... Well, thankfully, you know, I don't think... Cracking egg. Well, that's the, that's the Oil of Man TT. I think the, uh, only, the, the only time post-Second World War that someone hasn't actually lost their life at the Oil of Man TT was 1982. So, uh, but uh, Northwest had like four red flags, four or five red flags yesterday, but... Thankfully, when I got home, I checked Twitter and they all seemed to be okay. So, God only knows how, but like, Jesus Christ, I swear to God, I'll show you some videos after. It's crazy. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, before we get on to the, the game with Liverpool that we will look ahead to, um, just the weekend results, Sean, did that stand out for you? What do you, what do you make of what happened over the weekend in the Premier League and how it leaves the table looking both at the top and the bottom, I suppose, because it well, maybe not the top for us, but there is implications on both ends over the, the results, isn't 
Yeah, um, I kind of like since this we put this run together, we obviously we were needing snookers. We still need snookers, um, if we are gonna get into the top four. But you are kind of thinking right between now, the last three weeks between now and the end of the season, we need at least one result a week going our way, and we got it again this week with, with Newcastle dropping points. So I know people are saying, oh, the games in hand and they're at home, but they dragged right in it now as well. Um, an expected win for United at home to a Wolves side that pretty much on the beach. Um, they were they were very tepid yesterday. It was not, a real nothing performance from them. And um, I think it was figuratively wrapped up this weekend. Maybe not mathematically, but it looks like that. It's going to be Man City's fifth title in six years. And it looks sort of like it's setting alarm bells off sort of around the league now where, where other fan bases, exactly what's going on. Um, I mean, maybe if it wasn't Liverpool who were running them close the last few years, people probably would have paid more attention seeing as it was Man City saving football. But again, um, they saved football again for another season. With their 115 charges and uh, another 90 odd point season, and they're looking like they could do, they're looking well up for a treble. So, um, another like a, a good weekend, uh, like an enjoyable weekend, everything got bashed, which is taking that back down to earth. And sort of tomorrow night, we're in a position where if we win, we're putting uh, United and Newcastle under immense pressure, and if we lose, we're putting everything under immense pressure. So, <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie to you. I've I've made me peace with us being a Europa League team next year, and I've kind of not that I've willingly accepted it, but it is what it is. And um, there's an incentive there anyway for us because it's potential final in um yeah. in Dublin, which would be fucking biblical off the charts if they were to make it. But um, forty yes, yeah, look, yeah, look, we could still look for is more on now than it was last week. Like, there's no doubt about it. But that result has gone our way. Win tomorrow and see what happens on Tuesday night with Newcastle and Brighton, and then we go from there. Because I don't think United are going to win out as well. Like, I still, that I wasn't that convinced by them yesterday. So, um, a bit of pressure on us tomorrow now to go out and, and probably put a nail in Leicester's coffin, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say on it is, I'm sort of sad to see Southampton go down because that one of them clubs that not that have a soft spot for obviously they gave us some of our better players, but they're a good club, good football. They were in the Premier League when I was a kid and they're gone back down now, so let's see. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. It'd be interesting to see if they can bounce back because you look at Southampton over the last few years, the amount of talent that's come through there, you know, there has yeah. been an awful lot of players and you know, they always seem to have these lads coming in. So, yeah, I'll watch them with a bit of interest. You know, Bazunu there and a few lads that may move on. You know, in all reality, you you might get Romeo Lavia going somewhere else now and you'll see if a bit of movement in their better players. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit in the same boat as you. There's other teams that are rather see go down than Southampton, but they've been fairly scuttery this year. So, unfortunately, they're the first ones out. But, Emmett, you know, Sean, you touched on it there. Big game tomorrow night because Leicester... You know, we beat if we beat them tomorrow, it, it does pile the pressure on. But 
you know, if if they beat us, as Shawnee said, the Ev be looking over their shoulder, they'd be back in the drop zone. They're desperate, aren't they, Everton? Before we want the Leicester, like Everton are absolutely woeful. Yeah, I was th- I was talking to somebody there the other day about it, and actually, I wasn't talking to them. I was listening to a podcast, and there was a lad saying that he doesn't want to see them going down. He just wants to see them finish seventeenth every year. So it's a perpetual struggle every single year. And I thought he had a really good point. Um, but um, yeah, look, we've spoken about it at length on these podcasts. I think Everton are goosed regardless of whether they stay up or go down or not. So it, it makes the only difference will be that there'll be a, a, a Merseyside derby, really, I think, because they're not going to be any threat on anybody in the league uh, if they stay up. And if they go down, they could stay down for a long, long time. The next Merseyside derby will probably be Everton and Tranmere. Um, so um, that, that'll be something to look forward to. But um, yeah, look, uh, I I don't see us touch wood. I don't see us. I see us winning. Now. We said it last week. I see us winning our three games. I think... Uh, United and Newcastle, I think Sean is right. I think neither of them are gonna go and win their last three games. Um, I think there's an awful lot of pressure on United. United have, I think it's four games in 15 days or something like that between league yeah, and FA Cup. Yeah, I think Rashford is out now as well, isn't he? And he's their top goal scorer. I think he's got twice as many, I think, as anybody else. Um, he's their main threat, <clears throat> Ballon d'Or. Um, nomination and all um but um i don't see us going there and i think we see a leicester's fate tomorrow and um, i think we probably win comfortably as well yeah um so yeah look take a quick look at the fixture so manchester united they play bournemouth at home um five days later they're at home to Ch- oh, bournemouth away sorry five days later at home to chelsea and then three days later at home to fulham in the league shawnee where's the banana skins for you there in the manchester united fixtures or is there any I, I, I genuinely could see them dropping points in any of the three games yeah. because they've been and it, like I'll apply, I'm employing logic here. They've been woeful on the road. That they've been really poor on the road. And Bournemouth have kind of they've sort of made it a fortress in a way there. They got some big results there at home. Um, they were recently beaten by Chelsea there and now, but they beat us there and. Look, they're safe now, so it's hard to know really. But bomb it away. I think Chelsea, you don't know what you're gonna get, to be honest with you. Um we're actually kind of relying on Chelsea in, in two of the yeah. two of the games because Newcastle have to go there away as well. So it'd be nice if they could get three or four points from them games. And I think Fulham is not an easy game for anyone because they're they're really finishing out the season strong and they've they've had an excellent season, I think. They've quietly went about having an excellent season. I think Marco Silva has been brilliant there. I think uh, some of the players who've come through really impressed me. The likes of Paulinho. And even even this Venetius lads has kind of stepped up in, in recent weeks since Mitrovic. So, and Mitrovic is back. And there's a bit of backstory here because fucking Fulham are well on top in an FA Cup's uh, quarterfinal where they were probably felt a little bit aggrieved. So... Yeah, the thing is, I don't think United have been brilliant. I, I genuinely don't. I, everyone in the chat knows how much I fucking hate the fuckers, including themselves. But I genuinely don't think they've been good. I think they're a decent counter-attacking team. I don't think Ten Hag has brought them on leaps and bounds. I think they're really, really fortunate to be in the top four this season. 
solely because of how bad we we'd been on the road and Chelsea struggled, they shouldn't really be anywhere near it. So I can genuinely like if you turn around and tell me that United were to take four points for a possible four points from the next nine, I actually wouldn't be surprised. If you tell me it'd be five, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think if we win tomorrow, they're gonna it means they need at least two wins. So and there's no gimmies there. So if we win tomorrow night, we play Villa on Saturday the same time they play Bournemouth. We could literally be in the top three by the time kick out like but by, by the time by the next game day going into the last week of the season because they play Chelsea don't they and I know Newcastle play Brighton on Tuesday night so it's still really fucking toy um there's a bit of a mirage around the game in hand I think the media probably would play into a little bit but they've got to fucking win them you know yeah. what I mean the, 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 there's no the, there's definitely no gimmies you've seen what happened tonight there with Newcastle Brighton go away and smash the arse off Arsenal at home if I want of a better word, um, and they to play Newcastle now on, on Tuesday, so they will be feeling it. I think Callum Wilson has already um, has already even referred to it. I don't, I don't know whether either of these sides are totally up for this. And then you know it as well. Uh, having the back of their mind that they're going to have to go and play that City team on Wembley, so. If we, I, I genuinely, if we win out, we can get top four. I, I think, I'll, I'll say, I'm going to say it now. If we win out, I think we will get top four. That's the spirit that we like to see, Sean. Yeah, and I agree with everything you've said there. Emma, Newcastle have their their games are as Sean touched on there. They've got Brighton, um, during the week. Then they've, uh, sorry, home to Brighton, home to Leicester, away to Chelsea. Where do you see them dropping points, or what's the school though? I see them both losing points to Chelsea, um, and I think it might be a case of Brighton beating Newcastle on Thursday, and then a draw against Chelsea. I think does us, doesn't it? If we win out. So yeah. I think both of them, either of them just have to, I think they, they're 66, I think they have to get to 60 or 72. 71. To make, to, yeah, but we can finish on 71 as well, and I think we've got a much better goal difference than United. So, um, and I think we're, I don't think we're too far behind Newcastle, so if we if we stick a, a few, actually, hang on, I have it here. So uh, we've scored far more than Newcastle, but we've conceded. We're only seven, so we're only seven, seven behind Newcastle on goal difference. So should we take care of that tomorrow? Um, yeah. But uh, now I, I see uh, Newcastle like dropping points against Brighton and Chelsea, and I see United finding a tough against Bournemouth. <clears throat> uh, Sean is right; it's not an easy place to go. We've come up, come a cropper there before as well. Um, I see them probably. I think you know. I don't think I can see United losing any of the games. I can see them maybe drawing two of them and winning one. So. That's what five points that leaves them on 71, and we beat them on goal difference because of the seven nil, obviously. Um, but uh, now I see Newcastle dropping points against Brighton. I think Brighton can go there now. They're, they got their they got their hand slapped against Everton. Um, God only knows how that result came about. Um, but I think now they're back with a, with a bang, like especially today, 3 0 against Arsenal. And I didn't get to see any of it, but I believe they absolutely played them off the park. Yeah, um, and then I see Newcastle drawn away uh, to Chelsea, and that's where 
that's where our in is so either either way i, I think we're catching one of them yeah. if we win all three we're catching one of them. I if agree. Not and, yeah and i think the key there the key is the draws i mean everybody focuses on defeats defeats mm. we're now in the draw game now newcastle have drawn 12 games do you know what I mean? Like they and that's going to be in their head. They don't have a squad of winners. The mentality isn't in there. I think they drop points. I think I'm going to look again at them. I, I think Leicester might be a done deal, but I can see yeah, Brighton and Chelsea both getting something out of them. Manchester United, I can see dropping points. I agree with Shawnee. And I think the, the point about Bournemouth, yeah, they're not a great side, but when you go to their place and when you're a top team, when they think they have a scalp. When you're a top team that's underperforming, they lick their lips, they've done it to us, and I could see them going into that United game fancy and something. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a few twists and turns. I, I, think, I think Liverpool and United... It's the last home game so. as well. Exactly. Yeah. I think Liverpool and United are a scalp. They're, they're probably the only two actual scalps, regardless of where they are in the league or how well they're doing or whether you've got your flip-flops on or what time of the season it is. You all, teams always seem to put it in a lot more against us than they do against they, they all bend over for City in my opinion but um, they all United and Liverpool are always a scalp so the, even the teams that have nothing to play for it's, it's, will still want to get one over them and Shawnee makes a, a valid point about the, the whole Fulham team as well in the FA Cup quarter final yeah. they'll want revenge on that as well so that's it, yeah. There's loads of little things to play out here. And I know, look, Liverpool have to go and do the business to get all this um, to get all this done. But before we go on to them, just a word at the bottom. So I, I thought Leeds could have got a win against Newcastle, but the draw was good enough there. Um, who do you see going down at this stage now after all the games over the weekend? Sean, you'll go to you. What do you see? So Southampton, we know, are gone. Who else goes? I, I'm just gonna have a look at the table now, Keith. Um, so we've, yeah. I actually think the, I think the current bottom three is is what goes. I think, um, I just, if I'm being honest with you, I think Wolves, Everton, Everton to play Wolves and Bournemouth. Yeah, they should get something. Leeds were okay yesterday, but the fans have. Coiled in on the only fella in the team who was probably able to score goals, who was out of a bit of form. They play West Ham away, which is pop. You don't know where their head's going to be with the the, the conference, potential conference final. I don't know. It's really fucking tight down there. It, it really like that was a big result yesterday for Forest. I feel, but Forest have to go away to um, Palace and play Arsenal at home and. I just, I couldn't tell you, but if they had me bet, I'd say the bottom, the current bottom three will go down because I watched Leicester against Fulham. My God, they are fucking brutal. They are absolutely shy. And Leeds, although Leeds haven't even looked like they've got a bounce off Big Sam, they look collectively woeful and individually even worse. Like Yaman Junior Fairbow yesterday, I swear on my life, he must have got the contract in a lucky bag. Because yeah. it was fucking horrendous. He senior was absolutely horrendous. Like, seeing your fair about, like, fucking Leinster Junior fair about, because <laughs> he was absolute. That's probably a slight on the lads playing in the Leinster Junior. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, is, is Calvert-Leon injured? Yeah. 
someone put it in the chat oh, there. I can't believe one's gone. Yeah, was that? I don't know whether he was taken off just to be. It's hard to know. Everything had a bit of fight in them. They got a big result against Brighton. I think that could be the one that keeps him up. I'm going to say yeah. that the current bottom three are the ones that go down. I'll put it this way if it's not the current bottom three, it would mean Leicester would have potentially had to get something against Newcastle, which is good for us. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think Leeds, Leicester, Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, I think it's going to drop because everything just seemed to have a. They seem to just get out of it somehow. But I think. I think. The, the worst is, is is yet to come for them as well. So I don't mind the potential pitch invasion again yeah. for another year <laughs> if they want to do that. Only for what's to come down the line. So let's see. But I, I'm gonna I'll stick. I'm gonna go with the safe bet and stick with the current bottom three. Yeah, I think that home game at the last day for Everton, the the old lady will be rocking that day and. They'll celebrate it like a Champions League win again, but look, that that's what'll happen. You might grow. Emma, what do you think? How do you see it? Going? I, I, th- I think Sean is right. I think if you, when you look at Leeds games, it, it, they're away at West Ham and then home to Spurs. Yeah, home to Spurs. Uh, Spurs, I show you. <laughs> but like, I just think Everton's two games are probably slightly, slightly easier. And like you said, the, the last game of the season against Bournemouth. Like Bournemouth will definitely have their feet up at that stage, last game of the season. They'll have got their last game at home out of the way. They'll have done their lap of victory safe for the year. And then it'll be flip-flops and sangria for them. And uh, I'd say everything probably gets safe on the last day. So Leeds, I'll go Leeds, Leicester and Southampton as well. Yeah. You can't really see too much past that, I don't think, at this stage. No. As as we said, Leicester looks shy. Um, I don't want to put a jinx on that round, but they just don't look like they have on. <laughs> I, think we, I think all three of us have said it there with you. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's <laughs> the, the game last week against Fulham, like they just don't look like they have anything. Again, talk about a new manager bounce. I didn't even know Dean Smith was their manager. And they don't seem to be getting that now or that. But look, it'll be interesting to see. Before we want to talk about Liverpool, um, this show brought by bookmakers.com uh, for all your gambling needs. If you're not into gambling, you know, don't don't look for that side, but you can get a lot of other information on there. It has everything, stats, analysis, all that sort of stuff. Excellent if you do fantasy football, all that sort of gear. And Gav does a show with the lads as well. But if you are into it, do gamble responsibly. Go up, give them a look. Have a, have a little scout at what they do. And you might be uh, interested to find the content that they have over there. Excellent stuff. So, yeah, bookmakers.com. Go over and give them a check. So, lads. We're going to talk about Liverpool now. We've we sort of dug out Leicester here, but Sean, you're going to come back to you. Do you see Liverpool going in here strong tomorrow? And the are you worried, right? So this this before, so Liverpool we expect to beat Leicester. Didn't Liverpool go off on a little sneaky warm weather break this week? One never good after yeah. them. But never good after them. Does that worry you, or am I being too paranoid? Am I a nervous wreck over nothing here? No, I think like I think it probably would have done us good to be honest with you. Um it, it it was a bit weird having that bit of a long of a break before the goal the the game, but like I think Leicester are a team made for us at the moment, the way we're playing, the way they're playing. I genuinely do that conceding a lot of goals, they concede a lot of chances. They're a bit flashy going forward, but we've actually been sort of we've kept a couple of clean sheets now. In a row of me, Brentford to nail, Fulham to nail. So we, we've, we've kind of found that, found a way. Like 
my take would be let them have the ball tomorrow night and just pick them off because they're so poor defensively. Um, Dean Smith's there now, isn't he? Yeah. The only thing, the only yeah, the only thing I will say is, it's they know they drum they they use them fucking clapper things and the coin they can store up a bit of an atmosphere on a Monday night and it's huge for them because they could like this a win for them tomorrow night would be. Nine points, it'd be yeah. as big as have getting nine points, but I just I don't know. They look to be our juice, um, look to be either our ideas and our juice, and just seriously lacking in quality. Um, I don't even know how they got the result at home to um to Everton because they were dog shit. And um, we'll have to be on it, but I'll expect us to go strong and a bit more of an incentive. And um, for us now, with, with Newcastle dropping points. Just put the foot down. It, it'd be nice now to to drill these tomorrow night yeah. and, and kind of even eat into that goal difference. But I take a one nil and three points now. If I'm being honest with you, because it's just about keeping the fucking pressure on now. And I, I it can be a tricky ground at the best of times, the King Power. But I think they're in a different situation now. That that they've really really struggled. Um, it's kind of fucking sad, really, if I'm being honest with you. Again, similar to I know that fans are allowed to bleed that that fairly it's Tardyville, isn't it? Leicester, like, <clears throat> if you want to get into, I know they're not well liked around the the Liverpool parts, but it it it's gone horribly wrong for them very quick. Um, and their owner's in a bit of a pickle because his, his business was heavily impacted with COVID because he they fucking own. The travel industry in Asia, which has been decimated. So, yeah, it's been tough for them. Um, I think we could probably send them down tomorrow night, though, if we beat them. So, they are going to be fighting for their lives, but we should have too much quality for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's something Shawnee touched on. We've sort of skirted around it as well, and nobody likes to talk about it. It's Crystal Palace all them years ago. Liverpool can go there and put a dent in the goal difference. And if they do that, and look, you don't want to be, you know, running before you can walk. But if they can do that, that heaps the pressure onto Newcastle as well because it, it plays, it drags them in as well. That we have over United. And if you, we come out this weekend eating into that, it sets Liverpool up wonderfully. But how do you see Liverpool going into this tomorrow? Yeah, I, I agree with Shani. Look, Brighton can't afford, Brighton, sorry, Leicester can't afford to sit back. They have, they, they, a point won't do that. They have to win the game at this stage. And um, when you look at the other games that they have coming up as well. So Sean is right, let them have it. Like they're gonna they're gonna be they, they're gonna have to come out and play, which is gonna play right into our hands. And I do see us probably not making up the seven goal difference, but maybe four or five, I'd say. We'll give a prediction at the end. But um yeah, I think we're gonna go really strong. I don't think I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I'm not sure we trained while we were away. I think it was like a just, just a, a jolly, a little little yeah. The lads kind of jolly up, but um, so uh, maybe uh, the warm weather training thing won't affect us. But um, I think we go as strong as we can, go as strong as we can next week. We we know. I think club has even said it. Like do you know what I mean? It's we just need to win every game, and you have to win every game. Like I, I said it last week that. I would have preferred if we had played first, where we kind of put the pressure on them. 
historically they've not been great where we kind of teams drop points and we have to capitalize on it yeah. um it's always the same but i think we go to the the king power and we uh i think we stick four or five past them Um, i know we've only won our games but since the leeds game i think we've only won every game by a by a goal if i'm mistaken by one goal um and we have kept a few clean sheets, but um, I just think this game comes at a really bad time for Leicester because they're going to have to come out and, and play a point mount deal them, and that's that's going to play into their hands and we'll smash four or five past them. Um, they have if they have Foyce playing at the back, he'll probably score two of them for us. So, or whatever way you pronounce his name, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see it being an issue tomorrow. Touch wood. Yeah, it, it's interesting, like. How Leicester have got to this stage, so Sean, what do you put it down to? Is it the uh, right? I, I understand that the owners are in a pickle and all that sort of stuff, but it's easy to blame Brendan Rodgers, and we've done so here before. Is it down to Brendan Rodgers? Is it down to recruitment? Because you look at them and their goalkeeping situation is absolutely disgusting. It's disgraceful how they've left themselves with a situation where they've got Danny Ward and Daniel Iverson as their goalkeepers. Or is that just too simplistic? Is it just a it's endemic in the whole squad? The the thing is, Keith, like I, I only watched the video on this the other day from a, a YouTube channel called TIFO Football. I don't know what it is. Very good. Familiar yeah, with it. It's very good. Yeah. They've yeah. done a, 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 an in-depth one on Leicester. And I can actually tell you exactly what happened to, to Leicester. Go for it. When they when they won the league, they gave out map bonuses and contracts to, to players that were on fucking crazy money. And they started to stretch out a little bit in terms of the transfer market and the players that they were bigging in. So they completely abandoned their... Um, they, actually, the fella who was the head of their recruitment was take, was bought out by Everton. Yeah, and he went there old. and he was a complete... Yeah, he was a complete fucking disaster. But... um. So they were selling players on for big big money, but they weren't doing sort of what Brighton are doing now where they were selling players on for big money, but they were still recruiting for relatively low. They started plowing the cash back into the club in terms of trying to go big, for example, like Tillman's, like like um the Turkish fella, okay. what's his name? Sunchoy. Sunchoy, Soyuncho and Daka. And Samare and they were coming in and they were on big wages, you know, and they it basically crippled them. What happened was they narrowly missed out on top four two years on a bounce. And they were like, Oh, well, maybe we're well, just one or two short. And they had already been up to their bollocks and loans through kind of chasing that tail and missing out on the Champions League two seasons killed them. And then obviously. COVID factor in absolutely crippled them. So they've been fucked with FFP for the last couple of seasons where it's really limited their um their recruitment. I don't think he's I'm not sure how many players he's added into that squad in the last two seasons, but in fairness to Rogers, like if I'm being like if I'm giving not not I'm not giving Rogers a pass because obviously he's something got to do with it, but he was completely hamstrung by by COVID and FFP. That there was so so little you could do, and they've really they've they've had some horrific luck with injuries as well. Harvey Barnes has had two big ones. Mm. Uh, Justin Thomas has had a couple of big ones, and then I think they lose Schmeichel in the last week of the window to Nice, and there's fuck all they can really do about it. So it's kind of it's an accumulation 
of being poorly run and, and poor decision making across the board from from board level that right down to the manager. I think that that's landed them where they are. Um, it's just not really happened for them at all. And I don't think they couldn't even afford to sack Rogers. I think, I think I it was really, I was reading collect. I think Rogers had a clause in his contract or something that if they weren't in the top eight or nine, if they couldn't finish top eight or nine, he could be his contract could be terminated for a certain amount. And I think once that became mathematically, yeah. that was the like once that that was a matter of a fact, matter of fact mathematically. Then they just were able to release him. So it's a, it's just one of like it, it, it's a real when it rains a pause kind of situation for Leicester. They've they've spunked a lot of cash. Uh, none of that big signings. Oh, look, we were in for Dake, and I don't know what the crack is. He's not getting near the team. Even Vardy's been out of the team, and he hasn't been in. So it's not really, um, it's not really. It's not going to plan for them at all. Obviously, there's been a bit of tragedy as well there with the owner's father yeah. and, and the horrific accident that happened as well. So, it's not been smooth sailing for them. I think, I think COVID has bandied around some clubs a little bit, but I do genuinely think it's had a drastic effect on Leicester. And honestly, like it's one of them. Not that they'll do a late because obviously you can turn around and they've a really good academy, but. Like there's no guarantees that they'll be a yo-yo club now and come straight back up next year if they were to go down. So it's tough. It's really tough for them. Um, it's just been a shit show, if I'm honest. Like a fucking a series of unfortunate events. Really is is one way you could put it. Yeah, indeed. indeed. Do, do you think that they have kind of big ego players that? Know that regardless whether we go down or not, I'm going to get a move anyway. I think somebody said there that Sioncho has already mentioned that he's, he's announced Atletico. Atletico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Vardy. I I just have a dislike for Vardy. I just have a genuine dislike for Vardy. But when it came to Ranieri, like the talk of Vardy, Schmeichel, all of them kind of turning the changing room against him, I just I just have a feeling that there's a few bad eggs in there, and they kind of. Probably not playing for the badge or not playing. They definitely. Put, I don't think they were playing for Rogers, <clears throat> and I just think they they think I'll get a move anyway. And it's like they've stopped caring. That's just the the vibe I'm kind of getting off them. Yeah, I seen the last game. Uh, Yuri Tielemans was the captain. I don't know how if that's a regular thing, but that to me doesn't scream. You know, look, a lot of people like Tielemans, and on his day, he has he has assets that are great. He scores crackers the odd time. But he doesn't come across to me as sort of leadership and you're in the trenches. He's the, and I hate that in the trenches talks, real Sam Allardyce, Neil Warnock, sure. But when you're down there and you have players, and you might be right, Emmy, you know, the the, the character of these lads can probably be questioned a little bit. And look, Tillemans is gone for free anyway. Like yeah, he's out that. the door but and I, he knows think, he's going to get I think he had a run in with Rogers earlier on in the season. And, yeah. and I think he was supposedly said that he wasn't going to play for him again. And he kind of he didn't play for a few weeks, but that's that's never good in a changing room. Like, and and when when you're down the bottom and you're scrapping, everybody gets on your nerves and you're falling out with everybody. Like, and it's just it's it's hard to keep a group of players together, playing together, playing for you, and a changing room together when when you're down that end of the table. So, 
I think yeah, it's it it's been it's it's been a kind of a, a snowball effect. I think everything that you've said, Shawnee, and then when you've got a couple of lads in there probably negative about it and stuff, it's just it all kind of adds up. Yeah, look, we we have to take care of them tomorrow night, but don't we? So we go in there. It's it seems like an eternity since we last played, and I hate these fucking Saturday to Monday gigs. But we're on tomorrow night, and we're going in on a great run of um, results. Maybe not the best form. I thought we were good against Brentford last week. To be honest, I thought we handled that game really, really well. I think we go into this with somewhat high expectations. But Emma, I'll stay with you. Liverpool go in here. How do you see us lining up? How do you see um, Liverpool's uh, starting sort of players? Who do you see out there on Monday night? I think I think that we will most likely see Alison Trent, Kanate, Van Dyke, Robbo. I think we'll see Fab, Hendo, and Jones. And then I think we see Salah, Gakbo and Jota. I think that's what he goes with. That's why he went with for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure whether Nunes has done enough to get a start. Well, depends on how Jota's back is, but I think that's probably our... It's probably our strongest starting 11. I don't know, is Thiago back? I don't think he is, sure, isn't he? No, no, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, men no mention of Bobby or... No, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby said Bobby be, yeah. should be training um, this week. As long as he's back for next Villa. Saturday, I'll yeah, yeah. be happy. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, that's what I see him going with. I think that's probably our, our, our strongest at the moment. So you'll, I, I, we'll continue to see Trent going into that midfield position. Canate obviously covering. And uh, and that kind of gives Henderson and Jones the freedom to get forward then as well with the two, uh, with Fab and Trent in there. But that's what I see us going with. What about you, Sean? He's saying similar. Any changes to what Emmett says? Yeah, I can't see it being too, but nothing drastic. I'd like to see Darwin play. I don't like. Yeah. I just think, I think it's a game where it might be a bit of madness there from players. He's getting a bit of flack and all, Darwin. I think I'd I'd like to see him play. I I just he's getting a bit of shit. I see him coming about his ways, and it's coming to that time of the season where players are starting to kind of. Um, you're starting to dig out like awards and stuff like this and flop this and flop that. Like he hasn't been anywhere near a flop, a flop in no. my opinion. Yeah. He seems that he's he's learning the ropes. It's very similar, not not too dissimilar to his, his fourth season at Benfica. We've clearly seen he's got talent. Look, he needs a bit of polishing, and uh, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him under any other manager. I seen someone earlier saying that. Like Brighton were desperate to sign Darwin Nunes a couple of years ago from Almeria, I think it was in Spain. Yeah. Uh, if it's just going to be a case of patience with him, so I'd like to see him. I think tomorrow night could be a quite sort of game that suits him where he's on the shoulder because they they leave plenty of space in behind Leicester. I don't, I, I think it'd be something. Look, it's at a stage now where I, I'm happy to kind of see any comp with it with enough so rest. I've I I completely yeah. forgotten about Diaz as well. Yeah, but enough rest. Back. <laughs> yeah, it's just been nice the last couple of weeks to look, isn't it? When the game, the when the line out and you see, like, all right, if it's not going away, there's just players there who can change you off the bench because you're either going to have one of Gakbo, Jota, uh, Nunes, or Luis Diaz on the bench. Yeah. 
You know, like there's going to be a combo or two of them on the bench at least, you know. So it, it's good in that way. I, I don't see like they overran us a little bit in the first game of the season in the home game at Anfield. I think your man Dewsbury Hall was um, had a decent start to the game. But I, I, I haven't really seen us suffer from that. I think the change of system has kind of negated that a little bit. We've looked a little bit more solid. So, yeah, I'm happy to, to go with just the, the Detroit and tested here because, again, we've had a nine-day break. Everyone should be more or less fit and firing except for the he who shan't be named. <laughs> we thank God we don't have to do this fucking. We don't have to do this dance for too much longer. That yeah. the clock is ticking on that one. So look, um, I, I look, I won't be fucking pulling the phone out at seven o'clock on the dot tomorrow night to see who starts. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. confident that whatever eleven club can put together that we can get, we can get the result we need tomorrow. Yeah, Shani makes a good point, Emma. You know, Darwin Nunes has come in for a lot of stick and, and he divides so many people. And I think Shani hit the nail on the head, you know, his first year at Benfica, he doesn't get great numbers, but then he blows up in the second year. And I just all the indications for me with Nunes is that he's going to explode because he's gone off the boil a little bit. He's been aware of the World Cup. It's a new country. Um, the team haven't been playing great. He's been walking his balls off. The goals haven't happened. They miss. But what I always say about him is when he misses a chance, he doesn't seem to affect. He just still plays. Do you know what I mean? He's always smiling. He come, he could come off after missing two sitters and he'd be laughing and joking on the bench. And that could drive some people mad. But to well, me, Shani made a, he moves on. Shawnee made a great point there. Like Nunez only played so much when he, he came in because of all the injuries that we had. Yeah. I don't think we see him as much if we didn't have the injuries to Diaz and Jota. Now, Diaz and Jota are back now, so yeah. his game time is being limited. And that's probably the way it was, was going to be anyway uh, until those two boys got injured. But um, now, I, I'd be if if the team she comes out tomorrow and, and Nunes is starting, I'd, I'd be delighted. Um, if the team she comes out and neither Nunes or uh, Gakbo are playing and he's got Diaz in there with Jota going through the middle, brilliant. It's great to have a, a wealth of riches up there but um, I think Nunez, I'm nearly sure somebody said the other day that Nunez even referred to his first season and second season at Benfica himself. So he could be just one of these lads that takes time to settle. Like, do you know what I mean? I think Simicas did an interview recently talking about him as well. Look, the main thing is, is nobody at the club seems to have any worries about Darren Nunez. If everybody else is, if the, everybody at the club is happy with Darren Nunez, I'm delighted with Darren Nunez. Um, I think he's going to rip it up next year, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I echo that as well. I think, you know, it's it's been a, a tough year for him, but the signs are there that he can take it on. But he's a dead right, he's about seven. Chap hasn't whatever. a word of English, like everybody yeah. forgets that. Like, do you know what I mean? He hasn't, like, literally hasn't a word of English. Yeah, Harry yeah, Kane, he scores loads of goals. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I like that. But no, no, like and he's only a young fella as well. It's a massive yeah. change of culture, like yeah. massive. No, no, he, I think, boys. To be course. honest with you, I, I think the fucking the English thing doesn't really wash for me. If I'm being honest, lads, you know, you're in front of goal. The goal doesn't care what language you speak. No. It's about composure, and I, I just think he, he just needs to be polished up a little bit. No, I'm, I'm talking more about tactics, Shawnee. Yeah, yeah, but he's getting he, he's getting moved around a lot as well in the yeah, team, which yeah. doesn't help. You know what I mean? So like, like he's been playing in a a fucking 
dysfunctional Liverpool side. Even Salah up until recently, his numbers were, were way off. Yeah. I think he scored nine in a row. So, you know, like, it's just one of these things. They're not, you don't always hit the ground running. Look, the, a prime example is Jack Grealish. Like, I think he speaks English. I think his English was all right. <laughs> but it, what it was is he just needed coaching and it took a long time. And he was getting slaughtered pill of the post about how much they pay for him. But he's been fucking brilliant this year if you watch him for Man City. He's become a, a key cog for them. So he's just, he's going to just have to learn how to play Liverpool. I've seen someone lashing up the highlights of the game he had against us at, at, for Benfica Anfield in the, the quarter final last year. And he was electric. Yeah. And his finishing was unreal. And that's the thing with strikers. It's most of the time it's confidence. If he wasn't getting the chances, I'd be more worried. If yeah. he wasn't getting into them positions, I'd be more worried. The fact he has the ability to walk them positions and get into them positions, if he can walk on his finishing, his numbers are going to improve drastically. If he wasn't getting chances, then I'd be worried. But he's getting some great chances. And it's look, Haaland missed the most big chances in the league this year. He just happened to take the most as well at the same time. And that, and that, that literally can be that. It's fine margins. It's fine margins. Especially when you're duking her out trying to play like at the top of the Premier League where you're, you're vying for them four spots or you're even trying to um, challenge Man City. It's all under a microscope. And I just think he's low-hanging fruit at the moment for the for the media for multiple reasons. For the price tag, that's it's different depending on who you ask. And the fact that he's just a click machine, and he has been since he came in. Sure, he was getting rolled off after a fucking preseason friendly for fuck's sake. After ten minutes of a preseason friendly against United, I think in the middle of lead, the back arse of Ali go backwards. Like nobody would even tell you what scored. Yeah, honestly, anyone, anyone, tell me what score that game was. I think they gave us a hiding, did they? Four 0 I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. So that's the thing. Like you know, it's just. It's going to be one of them things. He's had a, like, a fucking mad force year. He's literally done everything, getting sent yeah. off and all the force game. But look, he'll learn from it. Um, oh, I just, I'd like to see him get, like, I'd like to see him get a start. Like, I'd like to see, I'd like, you see how much Klopp already trusts Gakpo. I'd like to see him kind of give fucking Darwin a little bit of a push to say, look, look, I'm trusting you here and go out and do something because there's jeopardy in these games for us, you know? And like I said, I feel we have enough on the bench to turn around, but I think when when his dam opens, I think it'll be goals galore. To be honest with you, and I think opposition fans fucking know that as well. Deep down, yeah, yeah. they do. They do. Yeah, you listen to the, the fact that, the fact that he signed in the same he, the fact that he signed the same season as Haaland probably didn't help either. Because as soon as he signed, it was a it was a Haaland v Nunes situation. Oh, he's yeah. just stupid at Haaland, fella. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's not even good. It's just stupid at this stage. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. Sick man. Now, and hats off to him, in fairness, because fucking phenomenal goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. Under the pressure he's been under as well. I know he's gonna play for them cheating cunts, but yeah. I think he has a brand. I don't think he's gonna hang around there too long. I think he'd be with. Uh, I think he'd be back with his own mate Jill in Madrid in a few <laughs> years, probably. Yeah, yeah, possibly can't rule that out. But that's always been the way with him, hasn't it? Um, he, he's done it everywhere he's been. I was probably in the summer a bit giddy that Nunes might outscore Haaland. I'll have to take that one back. I don't know if we said it publicly, but I'll say it now. Do you know what I mean? I had Haaland wrong. down as flop of the season. 
at the start. <laughs> so, there you go. You know, it was wishful thinking, I think. <laughs> wishful thinking, I think. Wishful thinking, I think. I think everybody knows this fella is just an app. Look, put it this way. He's done it in Germany now. He's done it in England. If he does move to Real Madrid, there's not going to be any talk of flopping or that. It's just going to be watch them later. Yeah. I only seen him. Um, I only um, flashed up on YouTube today his debut in the Bundesliga. So I was like, oh, what's going on here? He's like a hat trick debut. He come off the fucking bench for Dortmund yeah. and scored a hat trick in 13 minutes or something. Like he's a freak. Yeah. Honestly, and you know what? I, I love the Brian. I even love the Brian as a person. I. I I, I like how he is in interviews and then I seen Haaland's interview last week after the Arsenal game and he seems like a good lad as well you know he doesn't take himself yeah. too seriously he's not a big corny dog, corn dog bastard like that fucking Zlatan fellow was referring yeah. to himself as Lions don't get injured and he's had about eight ACL injuries in the last six months <laughs> you, you, like you know like you're not that much of a Lion are you Zlatan you big fucking cheese ball but he Haaland is um he seems to have a head on his shoulders. I've seen his outfit now. I was throwing peanuts and all that. And the dread fans, you know, <laughs> in the so a bit of crack and a bit of character and doesn't take himself too seriously. But fuck me, a hell of a goal scorer. Um, only for the fact Messi and Ronaldo actually existed, people would be gone. We've never seen that like this before. But the thing is, we have. We yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, you get the other side of it that you don't get with Haaland, but yeah, he's phenomenal. And I'm sort of not glad that I'm not glad Liverpool weren't in a title chase this year because he just fucking give you sleepless nights at this stage. But Arsenal, before we move on to a little bit of transfer stuff, you know, Arsenal's challenge as, as Peter the way it's it's gone to show you. I, I know I predicted that I would from a long way out because to keep pace with this Manchester City side. It they are relentless and they are a machine and and you said at the start of the show, Sean, you about you know teams only starting to realise about City, you know when it's when it's the end of Liverpool, City are saving football. When it's not Liverpool in the race, they're sort of saying, "Hey, what's going on? This is terrible. This is this, this, that, and the other." Arsenal didn't. I, I never felt had the minerals to do a ninety point season. It's a really hard thing to do. It's become normalised nearly by these two great teams over the last few years. And it's a, it's a fucking hard thing to do. It's a hard target to me. And I just hope Liverpool can position themselves now to get back to that level. And I, I think they will. I think there's a lot of positives there at Liverpool that we can hopefully go back up to that. But, you know, do you see Arsenal, Roshan, you'll ask you, do you see Arsenal as a, a lucky season for them? Or can you see them sustaining this and being in a mix in future seasons? to continue this push to the to the the home straight nearly you know what i mean they didn't get there in the end but to be there still now give them a bit of credit for that but do you see this as sustainable or is it a flash in the pan um i don't like need to like see you are shy in the opening part of the season like they were really poor they weren't themselves at all. It, it looks like they they were making some adjustments and trying to figure out a sort of system that would help Haaland. And the only coin I really clicked in, in December. And we all know, because that's normally what they do. Um, Arsenal have showed huge improvement. I think their recruitment was brilliant in the summer. I think I know Jesus gets injured, but um, Sinchenko comes in, does really well for them. And I've really, really... I really love Saliba. I think he's the best young centre-back in the world. Um, I think he's miles ahead 
of the rest. I think he's fucking brilliant, honestly. He, he reminds me of Ferdinand. They've missed him big time uh, since he's got injured. But they just didn't have the... Like, I, would, I think the closest comparison you can make to Arsenal is probably 13-14 Liverpool, probably without a Suarez, yeah. where they have 13-14 players who like keep fit for a large part of the season and, and carry them. But I, as soon as I watched the Liverpool game at Anfield, I knew they were done because they looked spent when they went when when we when we pulled back to tier one, they looked leggy, they looked tired, and they looked like starting to catch up on them in the the second half of the season. And it has, and I don't, I, I like, I would. I would I wouldn't have the word bottlers thrown at them because it's just it's fucking ridiculous what the city team are doing. Honestly, like they're cheating. Like they are cheating, but on top of that, you can't draw games with them. Like no. if you're high eight, like you think about Premier League, I'd say from two thousand to two thousand and fifteen, if you're getting high eighties, you're winning the league every year. You know, like that's sort of the standards that this City team have set. Like, they're going to go and probably win 14 games in a row, which is fucking mad. They're going to end up, they could end up on 94 points, which would probably go, well, that's a little bit low. You know, yeah. like, but I don't think you can take that from Arsenal. Like, you, I'm, I'm going to sound like, sound a bit like fucking John Giles here, but you take each, each season on its merits and exactly where they needed to be was in the top four. And they, they ran up, they ran close, but they just ran out of steam. Now, I think it's going to be a big summer for them in terms of recruitment. They're going to have issues now with how much money they're going to have to play Saka, how much money they're going to have to pay Saliba. And they're back in the Champions League, so you'll have to deal with that next year. So they might need three or four players. But one thing that will go up for Arsenal is just that the way this season is that I don't think they went real fucking deep in the cup competitions. So I don't see that being a, like a potential legs issue next year, like a hangover, which potentially will happen to City because they're going to lose a few players. They're going to lose Gundogan. I think they're going to lose Bernardo Silva. I think there's a chance they might even lose Mares amongst others. And they will need to be replaced. So they, they'll be under pressure to do that. And, I, and I'm not just saying it. I actually think United have a fucking massive summer ahead because the, the, the guts of that squad is... Like, they're all... The Bruno... Bruno Fernandes, Lindelof, Ferran, De Gea, and um, fucking, who, who else was I think? Christian Eriksen. They're all like 29, 30, 31. They're all getting on. Yeah. So, and they've played a lot of games. So, that, it's going to be a fact that I don't think Arsenal are a flash in the pan. I do genuinely rate Arteta as a coach. I really rate some of their young players. I think Saka is phenomenal. I think Odegaard is phenomenal. Saliba is very good. Um, Gabriel is very good. I think Ramsdale will will be that the the ruination of them if they're gone. I was hoping you were going to say that if you were going yeah, to put him in the very I, good group, I yeah. was going to. I don't think he's a. I don't think Ramsdale is a top goalkeeper whatsoever. I I Ben White as well. I think he's a bit of a cold hero for them, but I don't think he's up to scratch. And um, I I genuinely think he got absolutely torched today. Boy, Matoma, Jacka looks to be out, and Thomas Partey fucking won't get, get into that. Yeah. But they, they, they're gonna need, I think they're looking at Declan Rice, but they're gonna need him amongst others. So Arsenal have a bit of work to do in the summer, but I don't think they'll be a flash in the pan. But 
I don't I don't expect them to kind of keep the same pace next year as he did this year. But they can make themselves a Champions League regular, which is yeah. exactly what 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 the Cronkies want. And I'm not sure I'm not sure that fans will ever be happy because they were walking out today at two nil after the season that the the team gave them. So yeah. it, it it's it's not great on them. So look, I think Arsenal if they look look if you look back to going back in the Champions League, they would have snapped your head hand off but they have a bit of work to do next season uh, in terms of what they do in the window but flash in the pan probably it might be a slight on them to call them a Leicester I, th- I think that might be a slight on them as well because they're going to they're gonna have a high points return where they probably would have won the league 80% of the other seasons it's just they're up against these cheating cunts and you know what the last thing I'll say now is it was all well and good when Man City were beating us to titles. They were saving football. This, that and the other. <laughs> Wait until you're in it. If there's any United fans watching, any Chelsea fans watching, does there not just be a couple of Arsenal fans? They'll be feeling, they'll feel exactly what we felt. Wait until you're in it with them. Wait until you're in it with them. United have never been in a title race with Man City since the yeah. cheating got obsessive at like excessive seriously they, they, they haven't because I know they beat them to it I think it's our way oh, nine, the fucking Aguero but Aguero. they haven't they haven't challenged since they won it really so you know you don't know what it's like to be going up against these fucking 90 point juggernauts and it's all I know tribalism now and you're happy to see them winning and not Liverpool but I'm telling you now it, it was very very close to becoming a fucking Bundesliga job or a league on job where it's completely monopolised Look at the fucking effort it's taken Arsenal to keep up with these absolute cunts. And they only had to show for the second half of the season. And I'm sorry if I use that. Well, I'm not sorry if I use no. that word, but it's past the watershed. And yeah. if you're offended by that, that's 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 a you problem. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's soul-destroying. I just really hope that fucking something was done about them because they are cheating bastards. I hope they win the whole lot this year and it's all ripped from them in the next six months because you can the odds think of it even Pep is pettiness he never looks happy I wouldn't mind Pep what age is he touching 50 26 yeah Cunt is absolutely gorgeous he's absolutely gorgeous he's more money than he knows how to deal with he's an absolutely brilliant coach but it looks like his fucking face at break if if he'd smile he's a miserable pox you wouldn't want to go for a point for him he knows deep down that he should have taken the United job, not the City job, because at the end of the day, it will all mean fuck all if they have to continue to cheat to do this. And and th- that's the thing. They're a soulless fucking husk of a club. I really hope Madrid can do a job in them. As much as I hate them cunts as well, but at least I respect them. <laughs> I honestly hate it. I hate this Guardiola cunt. I hate Man City. I hate Man so I, I just... I hate everything they stand for. And it's only kind of now everyone else is opening their eyes up to seeing exactly what's going on here. It's become a fucking monopoly in front of your eyes. Only for a Jürgen Klopp, who, let me tell you, is a better manager than Guardiola, by the way. Because if Guardiola was walking for FSG, he'd be out in Lomans in a white jacket, belted up to his ears. Because he'd be going in a padded cell, banging his head off walls. He'd be going fucking absolutely mental. But yeah, if you spent seasons playing, praying on Liverpool, it's the Moyes on top of fucking City's 
there you go, up your bollocks, Arsenal fans. That, that's that's how it tastes. And you know what? You just don't even feel like we did because we done fucking 97 points and didn't win it. <laughs> yeah. And we done it again and then we didn't win it again. We fucking lost one game. It's yeah. a joke. I it fucking is. hate it. It's a load of bollocks. Get rid of them. Dead right. Get them out. Kick them out. Shy bags. Hate them. Everyone hates them. But it's true. You know, they have cheated our way. They'll stick. And look, their fans will always say, look, oh, well, I don't care. I've been to Gillingham and I went to Chesterfield. And I couldn't give two shy to where you went. This is cheating. It's not sport. It's just sports washing. It's money getting thrown at things. Look, Pep Guardiola is a genius. I think he's a great coach. But you're right. If he had to do anything where he doesn't have let's say a bottomless pit because they don't go out and spend they'll always say oh we don't spend that much in the last few years but if the resources there to go out and fix any problem you want and if you had to do it in different circumstances i'd love to see guardiola having to do it in a different circumstance it'll never happen it'll never happen he'll just go somewhere else where he's got the the funds to do it but look it's going to be, you know, another year of Manchester City winning it. It will be interesting to see if they can go and do a treble and whether Manchester United fans will be supporting them for that. Like they did when, the, when Liverpool are going for chases with them, you know, it was a City United, you know, Manchester. I was never as happy over the last few years as when United fans were supporting City with their near neighbours. But Emmett, what do you think? Do you, before we have we'll finish up on a bit of transfer stuff in a sec, but do you can you see anyone else breaking into that chase? Like I'm going to assume Liverpool are going to get back to that until they don't. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say about Liverpool. Arsenal. I think I think this season was probably Arsenal's best chance to win the league because you've got a Chelsea side that couldn't hit a barn door. We've had an off season. Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, me, see. Me, uh, my laptop went off. Sorry, sorry. Um, Chelsea will be back next season. We'll be back next season. You'd expect United to to be well, not expect. You'd expect them to strengthen. I think Arsenal are probably still four or five players away from challenging again, especially now that they have the Champions League. Um, it's tough to to go and like, like Shani said. There's only one club now that know what it's like to go toe to toe, and I don't even think they went as toe to toe with City as as we had. Yeah. Uh, and they were, I'm sorry, but Arsenal were one of the loudest ones that were begging for Man City to save football and all this kind of stuff. So, like, you reap what you sow. Um, I didn't think they were going to go the full term either this season. They had, their squad is too light. He made some strange decisions. I think it was the game after. I think they drew two all with West Ham, West Ham and they started your man Vieira. I think I was like, why aren't they starting your man Trossard? Why didn't they start Trossard? Trossard's an unbelievable player. This Vieira fella only pops up every now and again. So he probably didn't do himself any favours, but um, I think they they can, with maybe three or four players, become a top four team to return back to this 20 years consistently in the top four or 20 years and consistently in the Champions League um, but I think this year was probably their best chance at, at winning the league like Shani said City were dirt at the start of the season um, nearly as bad as us um, but then they are a freak so they just go on on a run of 14-15 games winning and when they have built up that head of steam and I think what's it, Arsenal only have something like is it 8 points out of their last 21 or something like that i thought i was reading earlier on right so um i think this year was that was their best chance i think we're back next year without a doubt 
Um, I think Chelsea will improve. Um, United will probably improve as well. I don't know how much though. This takeover thing is rumbling on. I don't think they have a pot to piss in until that happens. So you never know what's going to happen. Shawnee's right. They have an agent squad as well. Casemiro looks like a busted flush the last couple of weeks as well. Um, but it's going to be... It'll be interesting now to see if Newcastle get top four, how much they go out and spend. Um, so, I mean, it used to be a top four, then it changed to a top six. Might not be long before it's a top eight, and it's a struggle every year to try and get into that top four. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's still an excellent season for, for Arsenal. You, you just watch, the, they're a great team to watch playing football as well. Like, do you know what I mean? If you get, look, City are a great side that go on these 14 game runs, but they, they're absolute poison to watch. Yeah, Arsenal were excellent this year. Um, Sean is right as well. They will have to start open the wages on these lads to try and hold on to them. Um, but, um, I think top four is probably the target going forward. They might kind of get to February, March before falling away, but I, I think it's for the foreseeable anyway. As long as Pep is there and as long as Klopp is there, I think there's, it's Liverpool and Man City kind of duking it out for the title and then the rest yeah. duking it out for the last two spots in the top four. Yeah, You can't take it for granted because you, you've hit on, like, if Manchester United get bought out, which they will do, but it depends which yeah. way that goes. If it's by Radcliffe, then Roy will breathe a sigh of relief. If it's by Bladen, the fucking Qatari princess or whoever it is that's trying to buy them, there could be issues there if they get that done quickly because they're just going to spend. They don't have to worry about cheating. Once they have that money, financial yeah, well, fair I play. Think, I, 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 I think... Um, it won't, it won't be like that as soon as the Qataris come in because the, there is FFP issues at United yeah. already. So they will have to... Now, but the they, this is, will be the first time that they've taken over an established big club as well. So it's going to be interesting yeah, to see what, what, what happens there. Lads, I, I, was had, I thought about this myself. It was just like, does it work? I don't think it does. It, it works at a Newcastle or a Man City. Because no, but does it even work? Does it, does it, like, it, the, the, right. Does a walk if you don't have Pep Guardiola? No. I mean, PSG hasn't walked. No. Well, PSG literally had... Well, I mean, Pep Guardiola hasn't won anything yet. Yeah, but he... Pellegrini and Mancini didn't win. Let's be honest. I don't don't see the next Man City manager getting 90 points a season. As a standard. Yeah, no, no. But but in terms of trophies won, he's not won anything that the previous two didn't. Unless he goes and wins the Champions League, yeah. Well, look, you can nearly, yeah. Well, look, that's again, that's what I mean. That, like, even Guardiola has won fucking 20 odd domestic titles with, with Man City, but like, after all, like, if he doesn't do the Champions League, like, there'd be an argument there that you could say he's a failure. Now, there's an argument to say that how is he a fucking failure? He, he, he won all these titles, but the sole purpose of him going in there was to win Champions League, like, the United. I don't I, like the United expect just because they're a team with history that if they just plow a load of cash into it, well, United spent fucking more money yeah. than everyone else anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you, you forget about they, that. They don't need super wealth, they just need structure and someone yeah. to do to make the right decisions. Now, they, what they can do is hire the best in class. But what things to me that if Qatar do end up winning from this situation, they're out to getting rolled all over a fucking barrel by the, by the Glazers. That buying a club for twice its worth 
and literally we're out without hesitation. So it would show that they're not the savviest because I think yeah. they'd be far more savvy taking that money to fucking North London or West London and, and buying West Ham or, or Spurs who would fucking be eternally grateful for any success that you bring in. Whereas if they go into United playing cash in, the minimum expectations is going to be Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues. And they haven't managed to do that wherever they've went. They've sports watched everything else. But one thing they haven't managed to do yet is win a Champions League. So, and, and look, fucking PSG are an absolute fucking basket case at the moment. And to Newcastle's credit, they've not gone gun-ho. They've been clever. And, he's, and apparently that's the approach they're going to take. And if that's the case, fucking fair play to them. But does, like, does this super wealth is a bit of a fallacy for me at the moment because like it's like when we done the the show Keith about the list of players remember the the, the top 20 most expensive transfers yeah. of all time and like 75% of them are misses yeah so money money doesn't guarantee a fucking art unless you have correct structure but look we're the antithesis like we've spent hardly fucking anything but we just had brilliant structure and we won everything you look know so yeah exactly it's it's one of them things where it's not to be careful what you wish for because I do agree with United. You know, like I know I take the piss out of them, but I agree with United fans. Fucking the Glazers are absolute scum. They're yeah. absolute scum. There's no doubt about it. They've ran that club into the ground. But you can't say the, it's they haven't not spent money. It's just yeah. they've they neglected the structures of the club. And, and I, he I took think, a dividend every year. Yeah, I think that's where United fans get mixed up. They're like fucking Glazers, toy cunts. They're not toy cunts. They literally, you spend everything you make. You've spent more money than anyone since Fergie left. Now, anyone, PSG, Man City, Madrid, everybody, they spent more money than everyone. So it, it's going to be interesting like, in terms of the makeup. And I think the top five gets Champions League next year, don't they? Yeah. yeah. The It'll be interesting so. to see what happens. But I'll try, we're, we're going to move off them, well, slightly. The big one, right? We talked a little bit about transfers, so there's not much going on. But one thing that I can see happening, which could have a huge impact on the Premier League, where was ne- where's Neymar gonna go in the summer? Do you have any thinking on that? Because he's out the gap at PSG. They've laid now so it is gaff laid and telling him. I don't know where he's gonna go in the summer. He can only go to the Premier League. I don't know where he's gonna go in the summer, but I can tell you where he'll be in March. <laughs> Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Little yeah. strain over there, rubbing Brush. oil on his sister's back. Yeah, brushing his teeth in his sister's ensuite, but no, with no jokes on. I'd say, um, I actually don't know what. I don't know what he could. He could drop into the Premier League, but that's it. He could I I honestly can't see anyone being stupid enough to buy the fella. He's out for six months a season. No, Chelsea, United, and Chelsea. Probably all over this. I, I can honestly say him in America or something. What, what a waste, by the way. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. It, it's something years ago United would have done. You would have been stupid enough to do, but I actually don't think Ten Hag wouldn't have that at all. I don't, I don't think. And Bowley, fuck me, Lions. I don't he know. Would, but Pochettino mightn't want that. He's out there getting that gig, didn't he? I can I can see him going Saudi Arabia or something. Newcastle ain't gonna go near to me though because too much money involved. Uh Hell's already put the coy bosh on it. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah literally be there, Robinho. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What age is Neymar? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, 
You see, I, I, I think you said, oh, Johnny, that Newcastle are doing it correct. But I think Man City did it very similar to this until they got into that top four and still they started qualifying for stuff. And then they started opening up the checkbook. And I think that's probably something that you're going to see with Newcastle as well. They've not signed any... They, they've signed these kind of good players to get them where they want to be. And that's as soon as they get where they can start spending money, that's when we're going to see it kind of take off. I know that they're saying that they're not going to, but they definitely will. Neymar is 31. So he's near the end of his playing career, and anyway. Yeah, he's playing since he's young as well, isn't he? Yeah. So like he's at a top level, I mean. Um, yeah. I won't say I don't care, but I just I genuinely don't know. Like I, I it, it's it's fucking madness what's yeah. what's gone on there with his career because all he had to do was stay at Barca. Yeah. And he, he would have been fucking a legend there because he was he what the season before he left he was fucking brilliant for before them. I think yeah. that's why he left because he probably he left to go out on Messi's shadow and then ended up playing with Mbappe and then Messi again. So like I don't know why I, I I genuinely don't know what's gonna happen with Neymar. If I had to hazard a guess I'm I'm saying probably Saudi Arabia with the other fella. Yeah. Be interesting to see how it goes. Emmy Liverpool news um I think Roberto De Zerbi said he can see Caicedo and Alexis McAllister maybe moving on from Brighton. Can you see them, either of them, ending up at Liverpool or what you're reading on these? I think McAllister's probably the more likely of the two, but I would take both of them in a 150 million deal or something like that. And uh, I think somebody said, it might even be yourself, Keith said earlier on, even send... Some players in the opposite direction. I think Kev might have said that in the maybe, chat. Oh, Kev, maybe Keller, uh, and even like a loan deal for Carvalho or something like that. Um, they're signing players. They're signing players in those positions as well. And then the fact that he comes out on Sky earlier on and actually says that they both are one or the other may go. It's kind of nearly putting the ink on the the contract, isn't it? Really. So um, I'd like to see both of them. Um, Casado and Ugarte are probably very similar, um, in where they play, um, but um, I do a deal for both of them. Just get it over and done with, and <laughs> you probably get yeah, get it done early, and um, you probably get a better deal if you if you're taking both of them. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'd be all over that myself, Shani. What are you thinking? One, two, none. It looks like there's a lot of noise around McAllister, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I take both of them in a fucking heartbeat, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as optimistic about the window. Yeah. For, for and you've said that for a long time, in fairness. You, yeah, no, and it's not. I just, I don't, I, I'm not, I just, even like, I don't, I don't pay much attention to Neil Jones because he's been kind of, He's been proven wrong an awful lot, and it, I not not a slight on him. I just think I think sometimes he gives his opinion as fact, and um, in, in the articles, which is fair enough because he's a journalist. But I've been kind of I'm I'm a little bit put off by the lack of how many number like a natural number six that we've been linked with. Look, I know there's talks there. You've got you don't know what's going on there. Apparently Newcastle and there. Uh, 
Villa are looking at him and Liverpool won't pay his release clause. But I think I do think we need the specialist number six. Um, you give me McAllister, Mount, and a number six, and uh, auxiliary centre back, right side, it's uh, right full. I'd be happy yeah. because I just I don't I don't. I, I was thinking we were going to get Bellingham, but I don't, I don't see this fucking massive outlay as promised because it's just, it's never ever came. Yeah. We, it's never ever came. I don't know what, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I hate the term net spend, but I don't know whether it transferred in, transferred outside the outlay has ever exceeded more than 70 million under FSG. Yeah. And that's just how they operate, unfortunately for us. But, I think with the prices being thrown around now for players, like you're gonna have to fucking stump up, or else you're not gonna get. It's 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 becoming harder to scout these lads for cheaper because you have the likes of Brighton who can offer them like football ninety minutes every week, whereas we can't really do that. Um, we need four at least. We need three midfielders, but. Look, I'm, I'm, I'd love someone to prove me wrong. I can't remember the last window where we went left one shot, and yeah. I just, I don't, I, 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 I'm not very optimistic about it to be honest with you. Until it happens, you're not gonna. Yeah, look, I'm not. What the thing is, what I'm not gonna do is, I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna read twenty bleeding articles a week from linked to this player who there might be nothing in it. Only for it to be kibosh by Pierce or, or Joyce or whatever, yeah. and then get getting a fucking hump over it yeah. of people we are probably never linked to because you need to realise at the same time Liverpool are definitely looking for players, but what we are as well is what fucking what prime prime me for for journalists and clubs who are looking to drive off fees for players by saying X player has been linked to Liverpool, it, it, it automatically adds M's onto a price tag. You know, so yeah. I just want I want us to see I want to see us recruiting smart, and I, I think you guys will be a very very smart signing. But I don't know if it's gonna happen. Am I gonna lose me shit if it doesn't happen? No, I just all I do know is we need minimum three midfielders in and, and a, some sort of defensive player. It depends how ways the club's gonna go. I'm apprehensive about being optimistic, if if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, the only reason I'd sort of veer on the side of that will be a bigger, bigger outlay is because the players leaving have to be replaced. So that is the only thing that makes me think if it wasn't, if it was a case that oh, we have, you know, enough midfielders, I just think we have to do something there. We have to bring in players that can go into the force team. So that's the only reason why I'd, be a little bit more optimistic that something can happen. But I agree, until it happens, you know, and, and we're not leaving ourselves one short, we'd see in the summer. But, um, yeah, it's it's one. I'd love to see the both of them coming in. I think they're excellent. Um, Caicedo, more of a, yeah, they, they, they're not really, I suppose, sixes either, and they can both play in a, a two, but not maybe a, a defensive specialist, but the energy they give our team, the the creativity as well with McAllister, the work rate is there. People think he's not a hard worker of McAllister. He's fucking, he is. He's done a lot of the graft for Argentina with Enzo Fernandez in the 
in the World Cup. You know, he's done a lot of the legwork there. He's got a good engine on him. So I'd love to see him coming in. But like that, we may not even be linked for him. I just, as Shani said, there's a lot of blading, a lot of talk about it now coming from the Argentina side as well. And usually when the South American journals and Shani had sent one on to us the other day, when these boys are on it, you can usually give it a bit more bit more head like when the likes of Diaz and all was happening things like that so look I just think it'll be um it'll be interesting to see what happens until till we get a sign and we won't know but before we finish up right very quickly I want to get his score predictions for tomorrow night because I forgot we were even playing um Emmy what scores the match gonna be give me a goal score a goal score uh, 5-0 and Love I'll go Salah Hattrick, Nunes and Diaz. Known for World Voice now. No. Well, okay. We'll go six nil and give him one. Give him one, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? (laughs) I think three one. Three one Liverpool. Yeah, happy enough. I think that's enough. Just a little chip in at that goal difference. Another two off it. Yeah, I just just kind of win at this stage and fuck, keep the pressure on. Um, goal difference or not. Like, if we have to go out and score a lot of goals against Southampton the last day of the season, we could try it then. But just get points on the bar for now because I think that's yeah. going to be money money for us. Like I said, I think if we win out, we'll finish in the top four. Yeah, that's it. That's all we want. You know what I mean? That's all we want. There, a few of the lads in the chat have said there about Kuseida. I was been playing right back for Brighton as well. It's very interesting, you know what I mean? If you bring him in, you could do a little rotation with Trent, you know, 20 minutes here and there. You go into right back, I'll go into midfield, might walk out, bit of cover. It is, it's all the stars are aligning on this. Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool are going to win. I think 4-0. I think he will beat them heavily. Um, not as optimistic as, as Emmett, but uh, I, I just don't see much in Leicester at the moment. I know they got three against Fulham, but... You said it earlier, Sean. They were shy. You know what I mean? They were brutal. Fulham so, got five. Yeah, Fulham got five. <laughs> exactly. But they, they just don't look like they're a very solid team. And we look, again, that can come back to bite us on the arse. You know what I mean? But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, before we finish up, I just want to say, I'm wearing a, a home farm top today. I was off watching the under-15 boys in the SFAI Cup final, and unfortunately, the lads lost to a team from Athlone, St. Joseph's in Athlone, so I won't look into them. But the under-12 girls won their All-Ireland final, and it's their first under-12s, first time going at it, and it was a great day for the club, you know. So I just wanted to wish them all the very best in their celebrations. 12, 11 years old, probably still out partying now. Um, but... <laughs> Good luck, well done to them all. The management, the girls, well done. So, um, lads, have you anything else before we go? Emma, no, all good. Good stuff, Shawnee. Yes, I do. Oh, I do. Oh. This will be the last show before we all meet up together next weekend in Liverpool. So, I'm looking forward to that. So, I probably will be on another show. Spoiler <laughs> it alert, could be but, the last but, show, <laughs> yeah, could, be, could be the last show because me and Gab might end up like bleeding. Russell Crowell, South Park, scrapping down the dock. <laughs> and, um, anyway, I'll never fight with Gav. But, um, yeah, me and the boys heading over at the Liverpool next weekend. Myself, Keith, Emmett, Gav, um, Kev O'Sullivan as well is on board. And I believe I'm meeting a few more. And my brother Alan as well yeah. is tagging along with us. So um, 
yeah, it should be a bit of crack. We we um, don't stand a chance, Keith, with the two handsome Larsons with us. No, no, we never did, Emma. Let's be honest, but well, never. <laughs> uh, but now no, well, it's a good I'm point. Looking, looking forward, forward to it. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. So it should be a bit of crack. So if any is around, actually, bounce over and uh, Gav might buy you a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll. I think you'll we'll know, <laughs> be the one with the wallet. Are we doing stuff over there? I think we might be doing stuff over there, are we? I don't know. We just show thought, up. We just show up and get told what to do. I don't know about that. It's not my contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do Sunday night. Nah. Sunday night yeah, and I'm that's it. Looking that's stuff I have to go behind the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, should, it should be a bit of crack. Who knows? You might even end up saying up a fucking OnlyFans or something at the end of that. It can happen. <laughs> yeah, real nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, good, yeah, dead right. We'll be out there. If anyone's in Liverpool at the match around Villa or anything like that, come over, say hello. Um, abuse us. I don't want abuse, but you know what I mean? It'd be a big head on me. So just come over God and say hello. God only knows he was doing the fat back four next Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The blade invisible back four on, Monday, on Sunday <laughs> night, it'll be. But um, yeah, now we. We'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Little mobile phone job. <laughs> But uh, now it'll be good crack. But listen, we'll finish. We'll leave it there. Um, as Shawnee said, we'll be in Liverpool tomorrow. I'd say hello to us. Um, and we'll talk to you all again soon. We've been the Fatback Four. And we'll see you all again during the week. Sports Social Podcast Network.